beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. to tell you. And you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome to this episode of the 10 things to tell you podcast. I am so glad that you are here. Quick reminder, if you enjoy this podcast, please take a second to rate and review the show in iTunes and or share us on social media. You can just click the share button from Facebook or from an Instagram post. That is really the best way to find new listeners, to spread the message of 10 things to tell you about connection and introspection. Sharing the show really does make a big difference. And I absolutely love it when I see you tagging the show, talking about the topics, That is how I really want this to work. So thank you if you've already been doing that. If you would consider doing that when an episode really touches you, it would mean a lot to me. Okay, today's topic is about mistakes. I'm going to share with you three mistakes that I have made recently and the prompt for this episode, if you wanted to make it into a question in order to have a conversation around this, is where have you made a mistake lately? Now, I realize that this topic, even just the word mistake, 
it's kind of cringeworthy for some people. It feels like, I don't know, we're talking about some kind of nakedness of some sort. Like it is so cringy to talk about when we have messed up and how that affected other people, how that made us feel, how we fixed it or we didn't. You know, what naturally follows after talking about mistakes would be apologies or amends or forgiveness or anything like that. And I feel like all of those words, all of this topic can be so loaded for people. And of course it matters like what scale of mistake we're talking about here, little ones, big ones, that of course really matters. But even just the topic itself, I know probably gave some people pause when they saw this as the title of the episode in their podcast app, because I don't know, do we want to press play on this? Is this what we want to talk about and think about today? But for me, I have had this rattling around in the back of my brain for a few weeks. It kind of started when on the last book episode, episode 83, several weeks back, I realized after the show was up and live that I had made several mistakes in that episode. And they ranged on the scale of if it really mattered or not, because two of them were mispronunciations of authors' names. That really mattered. That was a big deal to me. One of them was about an upcoming book release, which I had said inaccurately in a conversation in the show. But anyway, once it was already up and I realized that I did not want to let the show stand like that. I went in and recorded some corrections and updated the episode. This is something that I haven't done on 10 Things to Tell You ever. Not because I haven't made mistakes on this show. Obviously, I have. But none that I really felt like I needed to correct in real time. So I corrected it. And then I went on social media and said that I had done this. Well, What I thought was interesting about the whole thing, besides it being a learning experience for me in a few different ways, but was some of the reactions that I got to my apology and correction, which to me felt sort of standard. I mean, I was embarrassed that I'd had to do it, but it wasn't like a crazy scenario or anything. I made a mistake. I did my best to correct it imperfectly, but still I tried And I got these reactions in my DMs. Some people tried to be like, wow, you really way overcorrected here. You made this a bigger deal than it needed to be, which, okay, noted. I hear your opinion, but to me, getting someone's name wrong is important. So that's just a perspective difference. And then some people messaged me with a note of gratitude, not just for the correction that I had made, but just the fact that we were talking about mistakes at all without it being like this huge, crazy over-apology or without diminishing that it was a mistake. So I just thought these comments were interesting and, and had a back and forth with a few people that made me feel like I really wanted to address this on the show, like mistakes that we make, sort of the daily things that happen in our relationships, in our work life, I thought it would just be interesting to talk about and be something that we can share about in a conversation with someone, not to be like Debbie Downer, let's talk about all of our missteps, but just to not have to hide in secret and shame behind them either to sort of just understand that 
mistakes happen and taking ownership of them or even just admitting them to someone can kind of take away the scariness of them or the power around a misstep. A little background here. I am an Enneagram one. I have mixed feelings on the Enneagram, but I do feel pretty pegged as a one type if you follow any of the personality types. And a main characteristic of an Enneagram one is that they, we care a lot about getting things exactly right. Like there is a right way to do things. There is a wrong way to do things. And we really don't think in a lot of gray and we care about being right, getting it right. And our worst nightmare is doing it wrong, getting it wrong. And so it's possible that my personality type is hyper aware of trying to do things the right way. And This is not a humble brag. This is actually can be very crippling. Perfectionism, which we've talked about some on this show, can really hold a person back creatively and in relationships and all of that. So I do know that not everyone thinks about mistakes the same way. Not everyone carries the weight of mistakes, big or small, in the same way. I do have a funny story. When I was working on a reality show years and years ago, I was new to the role that I was doing there. And I liked my boss. I'd worked with him for a while. And I liked sort of the manager in between me and the big boss. You know, both of these men had become uh, prominent figures in my work life. And I really cared a lot about getting the job right and pleasing them and being worth my salary and all of that. And I had this habit of any time that I messed up, it's not like I was messing up right and left or anything, but anytime I messed up and I had some biggies working on this show, I would run in and tell both of my bosses exactly what happened. Like I just could not stand for one minute to like have that feeling of, oh, I messed up and not telling anybody. So I would run in and tell them, this is what happened. I'm so sorry. This is how I'm going to fix it, et cetera, et cetera. And I really felt like that that was like being on the up and up, like that was the honorable employee way to be. And the big boss there sat me down eventually and very gently and very effectively, he sort of taught me that he did not want to hear all of my mistakes. He did not need to hear every time I messed up. In fact, from his point of view, it was better if I just fixed what I did, and he never had to know about it at all. Well, I took in what he said, but then I also sort of protested and was like, I don't know, that doesn't feel right to me. That feels like I'm like hiding something. I don't ever want you to think I'm being deceptive. And he very wisely responded to that with the idea that I needed to learn to discern what type of mistakes were worth me coming and telling him about. And what type of missteps I just needed to fix and keep it moving. And that this was part of the job. This was part of, you know, moving up the ladder in work life was understanding how to handle these things. And I will actually never forget that lesson because I thought, I really thought I was operating from a place of integrity to shout out my mistakes in the workplace all the time. And it was a real shift for me to understand what he was saying that not only does he need me to be competent enough to handle my stuff and capable enough to 
understand when to come to him and when not to, but also that me coming to him on a pretty regular basis, talking about how badly I messed up, was changing his perception of me in a negative way, and it wasn't really warranted because he could see that whatever it was I had messed up on, he could always tell right away which was a biggie and which was just like, we'll just fix it and go to lunch or whatever. (laughs) But if a person is constantly harping to you about how much they messed up, you're going to identify them in your mind as a person who messes up. Whereas if I was just handling my job, he would view me differently. He would view me as completely independent and capable and all of that kind of thing. I could show my integrity. I could show my lack of deception, you know, in other ways. And so this is a little bit of a story about maturity, but I still think about that lesson sometimes in all kinds of ways that comes up in different roles I have in my life of like, oh, what part of this needs to be addressed or acknowledged? And what part of this do I just need to handle? Like Olivia Pope style. (laughs) And no one knows. You know what I mean? It's not every day that you find a product that you truly love and want to shout about from the rooftops. Well, friends, I have found something that I am genuinely excited to share with you today, and that is Born Shoes. Born Shoes are made with the best top quality leather with functional stitching and flexibility. They are lightweight, but they're also supportive. They are great for all casual occasions, extremely comfortable, and especially good for travel. The brand recently gifted me a pair of the Ithaca style sandals. Of course, they are beautiful. The footbed has extra foam for added comfort and with a slight heel for lift. I am positive that I could walk all over London in this pair of shoes, just like I did in my Born Sandals last summer. Born Shoes offers sandals, flats, boots, and heels in several styles and color choices. Take comfort in Born Shoes. Every season, they make high-quality shoes that feel as good as they look. With artistic touches, unparalleled craftsmanship, and exquisite materials, Born designs shoes to satisfy the demands of every lifestyle. Go to bornshoes.com for a 15% discount plus free ground shipping on all full-price shoes when you use my promo code TELL. That's born, B-O-R-N, shoes, S-H-O-E-S, dot com, and use promo code TELL, T-E-L-L, for 15% off and free shipping, available exclusively to our listeners for a limited time. Y'all know that I love to play games on my phone to unwind, and I am always looking for a new one to download. And I recently ran across Two Dots, and I want to tell you about it. Two Dots is a free-to-download, puzzle-based game that involves connecting dots through relaxing puzzles while unlocking levels and collecting prizes along the way. There are different gameplay modes to make the experience unique and exciting with every single puzzle. There are over five thousand distinct puzzles with various power-ups and special dots ready to earn as you move through the levels. The in-app music and visually stimulating interface provide a soothing experience when you just want to relax and unwind. Not only is Two Dots free to download, but it can also be played without internet connection. So playing on the go offline is a breeze. And if you don't want to play alone, you can challenge your friends on Facebook, as well as connect with the larger Two Dots community for even more engagement. If you're looking for the perfect game to help you relax, but also keep you engaged, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS. Okay, so that's a little backstory. It has nothing to do with the mistakes I want to talk about today, which are of varying degrees. 
I'm going to start with the biggest one because this one has been on my mind, on my heart for a couple of months since it happened. And I actually wanted to talk about it, share about it, wasn't really sure how, but this seems like as good a time as any. And actually, although I'm going to make this into one cohesive story for you, the reason that it has been kind of a big deal to me is that I feel like I misstepped in this exact same way three different times. I mean, I know I did. And it felt like the universe was really bopping me over the head with this same lesson over and over again in a pretty short time period. And I hope I got the message. I feel like I got the message, but it was uh, sort of painful. So what happened was this. Over the summer, I traveled with my family to our lake house. And as is true every single summer, we were gone for about two months, all of June and all of July. And yes, this summer is different because COVID and quarantine and you know, everything feels different this year. But when I came back to Los Angeles after having been gone for several months, I reached out to a friend because, yay, I'm back in town. Hey, how are you? And this friend who is not usually very emotional and is definitely not prone to any kind of drama or anything like that, she was very upset with me. And I was taken aback. But we ended up having to have a really hard conversation because my mistake was I had left town and had, not on purpose, of course, but I had sort of gone a little bit out of sight, out of mind. And she had reached out several times over the summer and I had not, you know, texted her back or replied or called her back or anything. And it's not just as simple as that, but you know, she has some extenuating circumstances in her life going on that a good friend would have checked on. I should have replied to her. I should have checked on her and the things that were going on with her. And I should have done, you know, about a hundred other things to be in good, deep friendship with this person who I love very much. And it was a real mistake that I let it go for so long without replying to someone that I cared about, who had reached out to me more than once, and who I sort of, you know, not on purpose, not front of mind, but basically was kind of taking for granted. I wasn't purposely blowing her off by any means. This was a weird summer, and I was in my own world. And, you know, I do think that we should extend a lot of grace to one another right now. People are anxious, people are overwhelmed, people are drowning in digital communication way more than before, just because that's our, you know, a main way to connect with people. So I have more texts than ever, more emails than ever. I get really behind and let things pile up. And that is not a good enough excuse for me to go months without replying to a good friend or checking in on a good friend. Now, hear me if this story is making you feel some kind of way. I want to reiterate that I do think we all can give each other a wide berth of grace right now in our overwhelm. And also, we cannot let relationships just wither and die and expect that they will be there for us when we need them. 
when we're ready to check back in to the world of relationships, but we have not been watering that flower pot over the months and months and months. And what I did to that friend, or rather what I did not do, which was communicate with her at all, was unfair and unkind. And she was right to call me out on it. Our conversation around my mistake there was rough. A simple apology does not completely, you know, smooth that over. We're going to have to, I'm going to have to build trust with her again. And I don't blame her for being upset. I won't go into the details of, of the other stories, but basically two more things happened in the same time period in August where I misstepped in a very similar way, where I did not hold a friendship that mattered to me with the right kind of care. And I had varying levels of excuses for it. In none of these cases was I being like just a callous, cold-hearted friend. But in all of these cases, I also was not prioritizing people in relationships that mean a lot to me. And definitely I wasn't treating them in a way that I would want to be treated. And so that required a lot of amends on my part and something that I'm you know, still having to pay a lot of attention to. I think that friendship can be so tricky to navigate. We're all juggling a lot. You know, real life friends, long distance friends, long time friends, new friends. However, these different people are arranged, are held in our minds and hearts. It's a lot to navigate sometimes. And I really do get that, that sometimes the rules are different with different groups of friends. The expectations are different. Seasons of life play into it. Personalities play into it. I understand all those different layers to things, but also some of these kindnesses are very simple. And I had to check myself a little bit in what I had let go. In all of our talk about self-care and grace and all of those things that are good to talk about and that are you know especially prominent in 2020, maybe some of the things that I had let go, some of the things that I had deprioritized weren't exactly the right choice. It was a mistake to not be attentive to some of my best, deepest, most favorite relationships. These are not women who are high maintenance. These are not women who are draining my energy or putting unrealistic demands on me at all. This was a mistake on my part and I had to own it, apologize for it, and I'm still making amends for it on my end, not on any of my friends. They are not, you know, holding me on friendship probation. But to me, I know that I have to be more diligent about pouring into the relationships in my life that really matter. So that was my first mistake. And it showed up in several different relationships all at the same time. So I knew that that was a lesson I needed to pay attention to, and that I couldn't just give like a quickie apology and move on. I really needed to adjust some of my actions going forward and my habits, frankly. And so that was a real biggie for me. Number two, the second mistake. This is a work-related mistake and is the kind of thing that happens on the daily and shouldn't be given like the deepest weight of ever, but also is something to pay attention to. So what happened was there were some work emails flying around. I replied to one quickly while I was sitting in the Costco parking lot. So I was in the middle of running some errands. 
I was a little frazzled. I had my mask on. I was sitting in my car and I shot back an email pretty quickly on a fairly important email thread. And I just was typing and thinking too fast and just trying to, you know, get this email out the door before I went into the store. And I very thoughtlessly used a word that implied something that I didn't mean. I actually used the word sneaky. I'll tell you that. <laughs> like, is someone being sneaky here? And I was kind of half joking and also just did not think in a professional sense the implications of what that word means that is actually implying that someone is deceiving you or is out to be deceptive towards you. And I didn't mean it to be that deep by any means. But I also wasn't putting the proper amount of thought into this reply of a professional email that I'm answering like mid-grocery shop. I just wasn't in the right frame of mind. I wasn't in the right setting. And I was just trying to be quick about it. And so often when we're just trying to be quick about it, that's when we make a mistake. Well, when the email was returned to me, I realized that my intentions had been misunderstood and it was no one's fault but my own. I had used a word that was not, you know, appropriate in this context at all. And so I immediately apologized and took absolute ownership that I had used the wrong word. That was not my intention at all. I was just trying to get clarification on something. I did not believe someone was, you know, being deceptive in any way. And the email thread went on and I, you know, think it ended up okay. But still, this was a misstep on my end. Not earth shattering, but it was definitely a wake up call for me to not be so casual in certain communication that I need to evaluate when the priority is a quick reply when I really do need to reply to something when I'm sitting in my car in between errands, or when I should be much more mindful about the words that are going to come before I sign my name on something. And look, I'm not in a business that usually requires like to the minute replies. I can almost always in any of my work situations, sit down and craft a thoughtful, appropriate reply to an email. I am not a day trader where like every minute matters. You know what I mean? Why do I feel like multitasking is a value? It is not. We're often just trying to move things off of our plate. We're often just trying to get through our inbox or get through our task list. And I'm just not always skilled enough to do that well. My mind is going in a thousand directions all the time. Nothing about my lifestyle requires between errand email replies. And I especially don't want to be known as the woman who pops her mouth off and then has to apologize later. I mean, listen, that happens. It happens to all of us. But I don't want that to be like part of my professional reputation by any means. And so I got to take care with my words. Words matter. And even if you apologize and even if everyone sort of moves forward, these are things that are noticed. So... That was my second mistake. That was a professional mistake. My third mistake happened on social media, which maybe you will relate <laughs> because mistakes on social media abound these days. I see them every time I open any app, all the mistakes that are happening on social media. It is a tense moment. Let's be honest. People are saying things they would never say 
in real life, but they feel fine typing them behind a screen. People are posting things that are mean or incorrect or, I mean, you know, whatever. We're all there. We all see it. It is crazy days on the internet right now. For me, I have general rules for myself online. On my public pages with this show or like my public Instagram or Twitter, and then even on my private for friends and family only Facebook page, for example, I have just sort of some built-in rules that I've come up with over the years that serve me well. They are often born out of a mistake when I do something and then say, okay, never again will I engage with crazy or never again will I get into an argument with a stranger or whatever. We all have our things. And sometimes it feels all right to break our own rules. Like let's say you never ever post about politics because you have friends on both sides of the aisle and that feels like a wise choice. But then right now the stakes are high. It feels really important to you to thoughtfully break that rule. That happens. I have a loose rule that I don't engage on Instagram with people without profile pictures. But you know what? Sometimes I do. If they've asked a question that I feel like I really want to answer or some kind of thing. I mean, you know, like I'm not a rules are made to be broken kind of gal at all. But I think we have sort of loose boundaries for ourselves. And then on a case by case basis, you can figure out if you're going to do it differently for once. Well, on social media recently, recently ish, this one isn't in the With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating, and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full-body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben-free. It is also pH-balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, Dot com and use code U, Y-O-U. Immediate past, but in the last several months, I made some assumptions about someone and about maybe the way that they thought or believed. And I ended up on a thread that I had no business being on. I didn't want to be on. It was absolutely a futile situation. And even as I was regretting engaging on this thread... I continued to engage. Now, this is a mistake that doesn't warrant an apology to anyone, so that's different from the other ones, and it also has no universal quality to it, like my other two examples about kindness or thoughtfulness. There is no obvious deep misstep in engaging on social media in a way that is like not your truest best self. 
Why I am including it here is because I think it is really hard right now to navigate our own emotions and weigh the pros and cons of what matters to us and expressing what matters to us and defending what matters to us with also thinking about our words in the era of a screenshot, if this is going to harm a relationship or our standing in a community or our job or our kids at school. I get how confusing this is and how some things are very important right now. Why I am including it in an episode about mistakes is because when we're thinking about our mistakes, they are not all clear cut. And in some cases, we are the only ones who would judge it as a misstep. Someone else might cheer on a particular action on social media, or someone else might really condemn it. And that's not how you feel about it. So for two reasons, I wanted to talk about it here. One is to pay attention to your own inner voice in your social media interactions of when it's a mistake and when it's worth it. And you might not know this until after you've already posted or commented or stayed quiet when you should have spoken up because it can go that way too, right? And then also because I want this prompt to be a conversation starter, like almost all of my episodes are. And so I think that when we're talking about this with friends, you know, you might not get into a deep, dark conversation about mistakes, right? I mean, maybe you will, maybe you won't. But in some ways, it is helpful to talk about these daily little missteps like, ugh, I should not have commented on that post or whatever. And talking that through makes it stick. So you know how they say when you write down your to-dos or when you write something down in class when you're studying it, the act of writing it down, there's some kind of thing with your brain that makes you remember it better. I think the same is true with everyday missteps. Not that you want to be like me running into your boss every five seconds and talking about what you didn't do perfectly, but occasionally sort of talking through why you felt like you shouldn't have posted something or why you made a decision one way or the other, whatever it was, why that felt like a misstep to you or a mistake to you, not one that it necessarily involves an apology, but just like something you don't want to do again in the future. Talking it through is the same thing as writing it down. You'll remember it better. It's Even if the friend you're talking to, the person you're talking to, never holds you to that standard, never holds you accountable to something that you're talking about theoretically. I think we are holding ourselves accountable when we say something out loud. When we say, you know, I don't want to do that again. I didn't like the way it made me feel. I think it might have harmed a relationship or whatever it is. And we'll do it differently next time, which is the best we can expect after a mistake, right? That we will do it differently next time. That's what I'm going to be telling myself when I'm thinking about my friendships and knowing that they need to be tended to. They cannot just be neglected for months at a time. When I'm returning emails from the parking lot, like I have some kind of very important thing I need to do, I will remind myself that no, I need to be more thoughtful and not just pop off with a sent from my iPhone, reply all situation. And on social media, I can't make assumptions about others. I need to be pretty darn deliberate if I'm going to break my general rules 
that I've set up for myself in order to feel peace around social media, all I can do after these mistakes is say and mean, I will do it differently next time. So this is what I'm thinking of this week. I asked on social media if anyone wanted to pop in and talk about their mistakes, and I did get a few people. So I want to share those with you and end on that. But I hope you take this topic this week about mistakes and missteps into a good conversation, into a journal entry. It doesn't have to be the type of mistake that leaves you sobbing on the floor, but we're going to start somewhere different this week and just sort of talk about missteps we've made in our personal life, in our work life, in our relationships, and how we're going to do it better next time. This topic doesn't have to be scary or cringeworthy. So here you are, a few fellow listeners on this topic, but I hope that you think about it this week and that you share something. Thanks for listening. My name is Elizabeth and I'm from Texas. A recent mistake I made was committing to being the head coach of my daughter's softball team this fall. I absolutely love the sport and thought it would be a great opportunity to spend time with my girl, but it's been way more stressful than I had anticipated. In addition to me working two part-time jobs, this is my husband's busy season at work, so I'm solo parenting a lot of the time. The softball practices, games, and additional logistical work for the team has just been one too many balls to juggle. I've also spent a fortune on babysitters for my other two children. This is the last week of the season, thank God, and I think next season I'll be cheering my girl from the stands instead of the field. Hi, Laura. My name is Ruth, and I'm from Virginia. Uh, A recent mistake I made was while working in a local store, I totally forgot to charge a customer for an item that costs probably in the $50 range. Um, this is my first time back in the store since COVID. Um, and I had, it was a whole new system and I didn't realize the mistake till later, the customer's gone. So to rectify it, all I've done is email the shop owner to say like, I realized I made this mistake way later. Um, let me know what I can do to help. I strongly believe in telling the truth and telling admitting your mistakes, but it was really hard to decide to do that instead of just kind of like hope no one noticed. So that's my mistake of this week. My name is Lauren and I'm from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. A recent mistake I made was making my tasks too big. I kept procrastinating and couldn't figure out why. Once I realized my tasks were too big and therefore felt overwhelming, I broke them down into smaller, more manageable action items. Now, when I'm procrastinating, the first thing I ask myself is, is this too big? Hello, my name is Casey. I'm from Colorado Springs, Colorado. I am a pretty new RN. I've only been a nurse for two years, and I recently made a big medication error, and I'm so thankful the patient was okay, Um, but I am really thankful for all the nurses who came and surrounded me and encouraged me. Oddly, uh, the most reassuring thing was every nurse told me their own medication errors of the past, and in a strange way, it just made me feel better, like I'm not the only one who has been so stupid, I guess, but... I'm so thankful the patient's okay. I learned a lot from this error and I just think of it every time still when I pass medications, how important my concentration is and just um, keeping my patients safe and everything. And it was a big one, but everybody's okay. Thank goodness. Hi, I'm Susan from upstate New York. And a mistake that I recently made was kind of a tough one to talk about, but uh, here it goes. I sometimes feel like even though I'm the parent, I make all the decisions. Well, I needed to really listen to what my 12-year-old son was saying, and I didn't. And 
a few days later, I uh, I asked I, I asked my therapist, and she said, you know, this one maybe you don't want to pull rank on, and I went ahead and listened to those words and those feelings of my son, and went ahead and uh, granted his wishes. And so that was a mistake that I made, and I fixed it, and he thanked me for listening and following through with his wishes. Hi, my name is Danielle, and I am from Arkansas. A recent mistake I made was buying Lululemon leggings. Now, don't get me wrong. They're great. In fact, too great. I thought that my Old Navy $30 leggings were wonderful. I thought they looked good. I thought they felt good. But boy, was I wrong. (laughs) As soon as I tried the Lululemons, now I can't go back. Now I can't spend $30 on leggings. I have to spend $100. And I don't intend on ever wearing real pants again. So that's a lot of $100 pairs of leggings. Big mistake. just listen to the 10 things to tell you podcast you can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10 things to tell you.com slash podcast and you can follow us on facebook and instagram at 10 things to tell you remember this is an interactive podcast i have 10 things to tell you and you have 10 things to tell so take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.